This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we talk about our bodies, ourselves, oh crap, our kids just saw me naked. Plus, Biz solves the poop in the tub dilemma, Teresa did something really good. And we talked to Al Watts, president of the National Stay-at-Home Dads Network. Woo! I know that woo is growing on you listeners that weren't into the woo. I know it is. They've probably forgotten all about that now. Yeah. <laughs> they, just, they just fast forward until the good stuff anyway. 15 seconds, 15 seconds, 15 seconds. How are you, Teresa? I'm pretty good. I'm a little, I'm a little worn out, I guess Why? you could say. Why? <laughs> Um, I went away over the weekend with my two children. Mm-hmm. Jesse stayed here in LA uh, to do the Brian and Lindsay will totally eat that two days of shooting. Okay. Um, I AKA a vacation. He basically had a vacation. <laughs> um, yeah, he was working, but I mean, yeah, whatever. I whatever. You were working. I was. Yeah. Whoever's got the two kids, the three kids, the one kid, the whatever. You're doing the work. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody's doing a good job. Everybody's okay. doing great. Anyway, um, let's s- anyways, screw that. Fuck Jesse. Yeah. What we're talking about is me. <laughs> um, no, I went I went up to the Bay Area to celebrate some family things that were going on mm-hmm. and brought my kids. My mom had been here for a couple of days, so she flew with us oh, nice. on the way up, okay. which was fine. It was still kind of challenging because Simon, Simon was just hyper. Yeah. And it was kind of hard, yeah. even with the two adults. Right. Um, and then on the way back, I was planning to fly solo with them. And I was kind of looking forward to it in a weird way yeah. because I was, like, ready to I'm do re- it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah. felt like we've been doing – I've been able to do a lot more stuff with the two of them on yeah. my own. Like, I can kind of do the park with them now without yeah. things getting totally out of hand. <laughs> like, um, so and you've been training and now you're ready to run the marathon. Kind of, yeah, yeah. That feeling of, like, I can well, do yeah, this. yeah, and it's a short flight. Yeah. Like, San Francisco to L.A., you know, it's like an hour. Yeah, up, down. I was like, I can do this, you know? And, um, but then a couple things happened. <laughs> the night before, um, like, Oscar just doesn't sleep that well when we're yeah. out of town. Like, he doesn't want to sleep in the pack and play because he's freaked out. Where am I? But then he won't sleep with me, really, because he's not used to sleeping with me anymore. Like, right. we don't co-sleep yeah. anymore. So it's like... He doesn't, once he's in with me, he's, like, not really going to sleep. He's not really staying asleep. So the night before the trip home, he got up at 2.30. And, I mean, it was, like, hours of him just, like, fussing and, like, not being able to get comfortable. And I kept trying all these different things and, like, nothing worked. And, like, ultimately at, like, 5.30, I just took him downstairs and we watched TV. And then he maybe, like, napped on me for maybe 45 minutes. And I kind of dozed at that point, too. And then we were up for the day and we had a family party, like, extended family, like, a big family party. And then we were going to the airport to do this thing after that. And, like, Simon woke up and, like... He'd had a good sleep, but he didn't, like, eat enough the night before. So he'd had that thing that he gets sometimes, which is that he's really nauseous in the morning because he hasn't eaten in so long. Oh. He was throwing up. Oh. And, like, twice. 
like couldn't keep food down. Yeah. And I was just like, how am I supposed to do this? Yeah. And then, but you know, we did. Yeah, you did it. We did it. And, um, you know, it was, it was okay. I want to like say a couple things that happened. Okay. (laughs) So Simon was doing well. By the time we got there, they were both doing okay. And I like, I had my head in the game. But we get to security, and Simon's holding this pinwheel that he got at the party, and it has to go through security, and he doesn't want to let, let go of it. And, like, we on the way up, he'd put his, like, security blanket yeah. through the thing, and it didn't matter. And But the pinwheel, he just got it, and it was, like, really special right. to him. And so I'm asking the people, does this really have to go through? It's, like, plastic. Like, look at it. Like, do you want to check it? Like, can it... Can, can you, you just, swipe it? You know it? what can I mean? And they're do- like, no. And it was, like, somebody who was kind of unhelpful. Like, she yeah. was just like, no, ha- everything has to go in. Like, put it down. He lost, lost. his mind. I mean, tears. Oh, like, a fountain of tears. And, you know, we're at the front of the security line, and he's just losing his mind. Yeah. And I'm, I was pretty calm because I was like, well, we're going to lose our mind one way or another. Like this is going to happen. And luckily, like we weren't running late. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just trying to talk him through it. And this amazing woman came up and with her husband and was like, hey, is there anything we can do to help you in the nicest way possible? Like totally. Is there anything we can do? And I was like, I thank you. I don't think so. Because they're just saying, you know, he just doesn't want to. And, like, later I saw her, too, and she was like, we have a three-year-old at home who would have done the exact same right, thing yeah. and was, like, cool about it. Um, but anyways, the way I ended up getting him to put it through was, like, you can I couldn't even think straight, but I'm all, you can have a special reward at the <laughs> yes, end. Hell, I couldn't yes. even think what, and he was like, yes. okay, and yes. he did it. Good job. And then later I was, like, my mind was so blank, and I'm like, well, what do you want? And so, like, I let him pick, like, yeah. a, whatever. Fuck yes, you did. So was, Good job. Thank you, yeah. yeah. So it was fine. <laughs> so that was fine. And then, like, there were just a couple other little things later that I couldn't believe. Yeah. Like, he was, like... At weird points, like when I'm trying to get bags, he's saying like, "I'm running away now, bye," and like walked <laughs> off, like marched off, like. And I was like, "Um, no, you can't." Re- like, I didn't, I couldn't. I right. was just like, "No, actually, you can't do that." Where's that couple who wanted to help me yeah, get my I know. bags? Get my bags! I know <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so it ended up being okay. I was like surrounded by helpful moms yeah, who didn't have their kids good. with them, which like ended it's up the like, best. It was just great. Um, but I will say at the end, I like I expected to at the end of this feel amazing and like I could do anything. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I expected to feel that way. And I won't say that I felt like defeated or something, but like I definitely felt like I'm just really tired and that was really hard. And like I kind of <laughs> don't ever want to do that again. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it was no. not I really I think I really like had my hopes up a little too high on that. Yeah. Like Oh, you're just gonna do this? Yeah, and it was I know. like no. I mean, I did it. Well, that's good. You that's know? good to throw out there because there are lots of times where you mom up and you do it and you actually feel like you did yeah. something great. Yeah. But it, to be fair, there are plenty of times where it just wears you out. Yeah, it did. You know, it's yeah. just there's no great reward. Yeah. At all. Right. <laughs> and, and that's it. Yeah. Well. I think it sounds like you did. You did it. Yeah. And you thank did a you. good job doing it. And, uh, you know, I, I especially like the bribing. Yeah. Always go for the bribe, to everybody. Do it. Yeah. Come on. It's, you know, special occasions call for special or, or bribe your kid every time you need them to do anything. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever works. That's hard. I'm sorry. That's okay. That, that, 
It's fine. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. We went to my sister-in-law's wedding. Oh. We were both in the wedding. Wow. Uh, it was here on the West Coast, and my parents came out, uh, which was really nice. And we did the really smart thing where, because we were local, we had our babysitter come out for the wedding night to watch Ellis. Nice. Which really helped. I mean, it was like... <laughs> Like one of those things, we still really need a fence, but <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll instead make this happen where we have a babysitter out. Yeah. Um, and she was great, and Ellis just loves her, so that was really nice. And Katie Bell was the flower girl. Oh. And it was really sweet. Cute. She did such a good job. It, I mean, I guess my uh, the big takeaway from this story is that, like, we let her stay up the night of the wedding to, like, party, mm-hmm. you know, do the after party thing. And she wanted to dance the whole time. And it was the first time Stefan and I had ever danced like that, like out mm-hmm. with our five-year-olds. And that shit wore us out. Mm-hmm. It was just being drugged. Like, because the only way she dances mm-hmm. is just she just wants to be swung. And we're like, uh, no, yeah. swing it. So if we're not swinging her, she's still just jerking us back and forth. Yeah. I broke my shoes. Oh my God. Okay. Like, it was that kind of night. Amazing. Yeah, it was. Anyway, everybody did great and everybody passed out. And it was just like super exhausting. But it was fun and I, it was really nice to see all the family. Speaking of seeing things, though, there was when you stay with your children in a intimate hotel room mm-hmm. there's a good chance they may see more than spongebob squarepants on the television <laughs> set on the television set in the hotel katie bell by the way only thinks spongebob squarepants exist in hotel rooms right so, uh, like nice. that and yeah so, so eventually that one day will go away but right now that's it um they may perchance see you naked mm-hmm which leads us into today's most awkward of conversations for us to share publicly. <laughs> what do you do when your kid sees you naked? Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yeah? Nakedness. Yeah. Do you get nude around your kids? <laughs> God, nude. Nude is the worst nude word. Nude is like so fucking 70s in up the in the nude. Air. Would you like to be nude around? It's nude, nude time, Nudity. Guys. Nudity. It's the iPad times from 5 to 5.30, and then it's nudie time. So I'll get super comfortable with our bodies. I'm like tapping on a watch on my hand in the in the booth, everybody. Do you get neuter? I mean, like totally. just, just in general. Yes. Do you get nude around yes, the kids? Yes, I do. I get nude around the kids. Show's over, everybody. <laughs> there will not be a Facebook challenge associated with this discussion today. Oh, everybody. thank God. Um, yeah, no, I it's I I actually do it like purposefully. Because I don't want it to be a weird <laughs> okay. thing. And like when they, I feel like. How if old it's are your kids again for people who are just three, chiming in? Three and a half and okay. almost one and a half. Okay. Got it. I, I would, there were probably definitely times I was nude, nude around the, around Katie Bell, probably up until like, I don't know, there was probably, Katie Bell's uh, five and a half, mm-hmm. everybody, and Ellis is uh, one mm-hmm. and change. And, um, I would say probably up until like three and a half, there's a lot, you know, like yeah. they're coming to the bathroom when you're in there yeah. and they're always like busting into your rooms and stuff. Totally. Uh, so there's a lot of like 
just, you know, you really can't get through your day without being naked in front of your kid. Yeah. But I will say that there was probably somewhere between ended like four mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. I just kind of realized I really haven't been that naked. Like maybe I'm changing pants and yeah. but not like full, but not like full on full everything naked. Yeah. So this sometimes so, it's sometimes that's why I was saying I have to like make a point of it. Cause sometimes if you're like, if Jesse watches <laughs> the kids while I shower and get ready, yeah. I have to like go out of my way to be naked in front of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, right, woo, I gonna, just run through the house and flash them. We're no, gonna, I don't. I'm going to come back to this. Okay. All so right. I can ask you super awkward questions okay. about your nudity. All right. So this weekend, we're at this wedding, and we're in the hotel, and, like, we've got like, an hour from playing yeah. in the pool to go to this dinner, rehearsal yeah. dinner. So Kate, Bell, and I have been in the pool, so I was like, all right, we're getting in the shower together, because it's some, like, weird, massive jacuzzi shower nice. tub where, like, 20 of us could have been in this Great. tub. Anyway, so we, yeah, let's get nude in the hot tub. <laughs> so... Uh, put her in there, yeah. and I'm still in my swimsuit. And I mean, for no particular reason, I'm yeah. just trying to get her clean. Yeah. And then I'm gonna stay in the shower and shower. Yeah. So she gets out of the shower. And I'm like, get your lo- dry off. You can do it by yourself. Get your lotion on. You'll be fine. If you need help, ask your dad. Close the curtain and take off my swimsuit and start showering. Yeah. To which Katie Bell's like, Mama, I need help with the lotion, and she like pulls the curtain back. Uh huh. <laughs> and like, she just. Her face just goes blank. Oh, my God. And then she's just sort of staring at me. And then uh, and she's staring at, like, all of me. Like, yeah. She doesn't know which part to look yeah. at more. Yeah. The, the tops or the bottoms. Yeah, there's so much there. There's so much going yeah. on. Anyway, she then gets this big smile on her face, like this super mischievous uh-huh. smile. And then she starts laughing and <laughs> runs out of the room laughing and says, Hey, Papa. I saw Mama's boobies, and they're hilarious, <laughs> right? They're so weird looking, right? And I was like, oh, thank you, Katie Bell. God. And I hear, I hear Stefan say, I think her boobies are beautiful. And I was yeah. like, all right, everybody yeah. shut up. Yeah. Everybody Stop saying quiet. boobies, all Stop of you. Stop saying boobies, all of you. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So uh, it was definitely one of those moments where I was like, well, mm-hmm. oh. That happened. That happened. Mm-hmm. And I can remember. Did you punish her? Oh, I was like, one day, one day you're going to have funny looking boobies, Katie Bell. You know, um, no, I just kept, I just laughed actually and kept my mouth shut. Like, you know what, Katie Bell, some days I agree. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. The price of you beautiful children. Yeah. Um, like I said, everything went back, just maybe not in the right place. Exactly. Uh, it's all still there. It's all still there. It's just. It's a little different than before. A little before. different, right. So that made me have the flashback mm-hmm. to like. I, I don't ever remember having, like, a new time with my folks, mm-hmm. but I do remember doing the occasional, like, I'm coming out of my bedroom, and one of them's coming out of the bathroom oh, at the same yeah. time, and you're like, ah! yeah. right? Yeah. So that leads me to the question of, how long are you going to be nude around your kids? Yeah. And, like, when does it get to be, like, that Weird. point where they're yeah. like, stop making coffee, it puts the pants totally. on, you know, yeah. like... That's a, I mean, it's a great question. I, I think I don't. You're welcome. No, I know. I think, I mean, because I've thought about this and I don't, I don't think I have the actual deadline in my mind. Like, yeah. I know eventually it, it won't feel comfortable to, right. to us, to me or to them. Right. I don't know which will come first. Um, It'll come earlier for Oscar because I guess if you like stop being nude around Simon, the right. older one, yeah. it's not like you're going to be like, Simon, step out of the yeah. room. Oscar, I'm having Oscar special nude time no. with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think. But uh, so here's the thing. Like for me growing up, um, well, it's. I feel like it's different for girls. Like yeah, I, used I have to no be, idea. Well, yeah. but I don't know because you you have a daughter. Like with my mom. I was, I, my mom and my sister and I were like always running around in like underwear yeah, or sure. just like we, I saw my mom naked probably on a daily basis getting in and out of the shower. Only and like, once of my mother, never get my eyes. Well, see, that's the thing. If you do it all the time, <laughs> right, it's not matter. weird. Yeah, like you're no. just used to how your mom looks and right. like. I mean, there's. We should clarify. There's nothing sexual no. about what we're talking about. No, this like, is just being. We're not mid. talking about being like naked with your partner in front of your kids, yeah. like, or anything remotely in that arena. We're Good point. purely talking about just like changing. Do you clothes. let your kids see your naked yeah, body? What your naked right. body looks like, yeah. and taking a shower, whatever. Um, and like for me, I think it's re- okay. For me, my dad was always very modest. Okay. He, I never, I never, I don't remember ever seeing my dad naked. Right. You know, like occasionally he's changing clothes yeah, in boxers yeah. or something. Exactly. Like, you know, I, I never saw him naked, and that's great with me. <laughs> um, my mom, I don't know if it's because we were girls, like we yeah. just there was that atmosphere, and I think I remember my dad complaining every once in a while that um. like. He felt like a little bit like the odd man out that it was like fine for all of us to like be flaunting around yeah, and like he couldn't do that and it kind of bugged him. Like well, once we started getting older, I yeah. Think. Well, I think once you get older, because like, there's got to be yeah. a reverse where totally. like it's your kids are like, "Ew, my folks are naked," and there's yeah. got to be a day where you as the parent are yeah. like, "I don't also need to see exactly you naked. right." I don't exactly. need to get you know, out. Like I yeah. don't need to see you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like I don't remember around when that was. I yeah. assume it was like getting close to puberty, right? You know, um, and that's what I assume it will be for like for my kids. I don't know if it will be like by the time they're five or six. And I don't really want to like decide that because again, like I feel like we'll just know and I don't like I don't know if like I don't know what they're going to be like. I don't know exactly what a six year old or a seven year old or an eight year old is like. Yeah, I've never had one loud. Yeah. (laughs) But do you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to play it by ear. And like I feel like the most important thing for me um, is that they're they're okay with like body acceptance yeah. in general it, and like that it's not weird. And that's the same yeah. with Jesse. Like Jesse, like we're it's we're open. Do yeah. you know what I mean? For now. Like we don't want yeah. anybody to feel like we need to cover that stuff up. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I mean I again, you know, there's no I said it before on the show. Raised Southern Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. I do not like nakedness. Yeah. In general. And that's yeah, and that's but, your but that said, Stefan, Swedish. <laughs> I mean, like, is it like the opposite? They're kids' books. Like, yeah. they're, they're like kids' books are always of like just naked kids playing doctor and stuff yeah. and like out <laughs> hammering and building houses and everybody's naked like all the time in their like 1970s kids' books. Yeah. But it was probably true of all kids' books at the time. But like, yeah. uh, no, they're very like open and bodies and all this stuff. And we had talked early on with Kate about this uh, in terms of Katie Bell was. I was I didn't want to create an environment of like body shame for mm-hmm. her. Yeah, I mean, you just don't want there to be like a weird disconnect for them. You right. know, you want them to be proud of their bodies and not uncomfortable mm-hmm. uh, with their bodies. Again, this has nothing to do with sexuality or any of that. Just yeah. being comfortable in their own skin. Yeah, um, and having a healthy view yeah. of it. Well, and I think. It does have to do with sexuality, like how the, down yeah, the road, like down the road, down yeah, the road. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like having like a healthy yeah. body image, yes. I guess. 
Yes, is right, like, but relates that's not to what you're going to do later. You have to talk to them about no, now, right? No, like no. now, it's just about yeah. like it's okay. But with the one who's got the five and a half, almost six year old, mm-hmm. she's still pretty like woo, you know, like she gets out of the tub and she's like still running nude through the house. Yeah. And, like we always did like naked baby coming through after the showers, mm-hmm. and you know, everybody chases every you know chase the naked cute. child. Yeah. Um, She'll like put on her robe, but like then just falls it's open. And she's off, just yeah. like in front of the windows. She's like, yeah. "Let's go have a dance party!" And I was like, "All right, it's time." Like, modesty, a little modesty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. because you also have to be the guide through. Like, yeah, she plays What's rough okay? and hard yeah. and hanging upside down, and so. Yeah. Why they even make skirts for kids is beyond right. me. Right. Uh, she needs some skorts yeah, or like pants sure. or something because not everybody does need to see it. Because there's going to be a day coming soon where she's at school and if she's hanging upside down, somebody is going to point out the underpants. Right. It is going to make a comment that is going to start the, right. the, the long road down. I should be uncomfortable. Right. You know what I mean? Like I should feel right. weird or bad. So like yeah. around five as the parent, I start being a little more like I need to start teaching her how to have a healthy body image, mm-hmm. but also be respectful of people around her. That is totally true. And I'm I'm even starting to do some of that now yeah. because I noticed with my kids, if they are going around without undies yeah. or without diapers of any kind, they're more prone to just be, like, touching themselves. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're boys, you know? Like, that's what they do. And, like... Oh, I don't want to know about this! Okay, but, like... <laughs> But here's the thing, like without without like without like saying too many horrible things about my own children, like yes. I think that's a very natural thing no, for I boys. Know. And like yes. and like I think that And for girls, by the way. And for sure. For okay, I don't yeah. have girls, but yeah. So I assume that that's true. Don't you remember back in the day? <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Um so but I've noticed that like if they have undies on, it's a totally different story. It's like kind of out of sight, yeah. out of mind. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And um, which is why Ellis will be in a onesie till he's fifteen. I know. So it's <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like for me, it's like, and I've I've heard other moms say, you know, they sort of draw the line at like masturbation. Like if they um, see their kids, really, like their kids can be naked, uh, but right. if they around the house, but if they see their kids like touching themselves, like. You can do that in your room. That's totally acceptable right. for you to do. But do it in your room. That's a private thing, you know. Yeah. And I, I mean, I haven't quite had to deal with that yet. But yeah. I, I think I like that idea that like you're sort of teaching them. There's absolutely not nothing wrong with that. But that's like a private time thing. Yeah, you know. And again, the thing that we keep learning all the time is you don't have to overexplain. Totally anything. No. So how old is too old? You haven't decided about them being nude, yeah. or how about how long? Do well, they get a, to see you nude? I don't know. Like, I don't. I think I'm just, just gonna, gonna see how. Like, I want them to know until I want they them. start mocking you, like Katie Bell mocked me. Is that that's well? That's the thing. I feel like they, the more I'm naked in front of them, the less they ask about it. Like, let, let me know. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> well, it's they're used to seeing yeah. everything, so there, there's never like, a, but, what's that? See, but Why that's that? I thought that too because we were naked. We were pretty naked around uh-huh. them, except you know, a little time has passed. Just well, in general, time but like, is like for for them. Them, time moves way slower. Yes, than but Chris. also so, like, she probably just doesn't even remember. Well, and, well, as we've all learned, Katie Bell remembers nothing about all the wonderful things I've done for her. But, but I think it is also inevitable that they get like creeped out or think oh, things yeah. are funny or oh, think yeah. things are weird. So oh, no matter yeah. how many That's times you walk point. around yeah. nude in front of sure. them, they're gonna. It's like farts are funny. Even sure, they it's all like fart. farts are funny. Sure, so, like, sure. There's gonna be a day where like mom. Stop being yeah. nude. And then I'll just be very serious, as I always am, because I don't have any sense of humor. And 
got so much to look forward to. Oh, I can't um, wait. All right. Now that we're all nude around each other. Yeah. What are you calling the stuff? Yeah. Because so here's the moment. I mean, we are now at the beginning. Yeah. When they're babies. Uh. We... That's your penis. That's right. your vagina. Yeah. You know, these are your breasts or yeah. will be your breasts. Mama's boobs or breasts, like yeah, whatever. whatever. We try not to go too out there. We're yeah. Penis, vagina, yeah. and then the Swedish versions, slita. <laughs> Guess which one that is, everybody. Oh, God. And, uh, really? and then, uh, oh, God, how did I forget what penis is? Anyway, uh, it'll come to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so we use this language yeah. like, all the time, but yeah. then there's again there's another leap between like infant toddler to again where like Katie Bell is, where you're still saying it, but she's now getting influx yeah. with other words from and like it kids. Starts being more taboo, right? It starts to be like yeah, and, and it's the same with other things. Like yeah. you, know, you get into these, you're joking around and you're hanging out, and like your kid points to something and what's that, and you're like. Yeah, the words, yeah. the language becomes more taboo around right. her. It totally and you never does. know. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of, like, we were uh, making, like, rhymey jokes. Mm-hmm. And I guess I said, I was like, what about, you know, pee pee poo poo or something like that? She's uh-huh. like, those are bathroom words. And I was like, what about titi tata? She's like, those are bathroom words. And like, there was like all these things that kind of sound, oh, oh pee. Peeny, peeny weeny is what oh, I said. Uh-huh. Peeny weeny. And she was uh-huh. like, that's a bathroom word. We don't call penises the peen yeah. or weenie. Yeah. Or anything. Like, that's like nothing to us. Yeah. But clearly a teacher is telling her or not or telling somebody in the class. Yeah. Those are bathroom words. Uh-huh. Well, because probably the kids are, yeah. some of the kids well, of are using they are. Them, they so, are. Yeah. But that, but then, so if there's not a great yeah. universal, what do you call it at home? Yeah. Then as soon as you go out and you send your kids out into public, they're going to yeah. say whatever, you, whether it's. Like you guys said, peen on the show a long time ago. I'd never heard penis. I don't know. Just, that's, that's a Jesse thing. I know, it's but either way, thing. right? But it was like one of those things yeah. where I was like, "What?" And then my twelve-year-old self was like, "Tee." Yeah. And then, so whatever we're sending them out, boobies. Yeah. You know, I do say boobies. Yeah, the occasionally I've started saying. But sometimes yeah. you're just like, I don't want to get into the. Other. I never have called them my breasts. That's the thing. I would have to like really. We go say out of my breasts. Way. Breasts. But then sometimes I say boobs. I say boobs. Yeah, yeah they're my boobs. But I then I think so. I, I guess you have to sit there and think. That, but well, what I'm do you much, want your kid I'm to call it later? The, well, here's the thing. Like it's they say they say the they that you really are supposed to call them by their proper yeah. names. Um, for one thing, because supposedly it's just like psychologically better for like body self-esteem yeah. because you know what the names are and you're not making silly names yeah. out of them. Like it's not like a silly taboo thing. It's like specifically. Right. This is what it is. Um, but for another thing, God forbid one of your children should be molested by somebody. The only way for I mean, the, the best way for justice to yeah. be served is if your child can say what happened right with spe- specificity yeah and um there are loads of stories of ways this has gone wrong where kids didn't know any any because it all seemed for like a part. joke or, or they just didn't yeah. know what to call it or to t- how yeah. to talk about it it was embarrassing or they didn't know what what words to use or the word that they used like i've heard of kids saying pee-pee and then like in court that didn't work because like pee-pee could mean anything urination or whatever right and so they actually i mean it makes sense to me and i know it's like something they say but like it actually makes sense to me and like it i think it just 
it makes it less silly. Like, it's well, just like, this is what it is. Well, you there's know? also, is, that brings up a good point. I remember uh, talking to a doctor once who mm-hmm. was like, what are you guys going to call, Yeah, you know, feces and urination, oh, like, right. whatever. Because he's like, I can't tell you how many times I have, like, 50-year-old men yeah. who are like, my poo-poo. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, like, as opposed to, like, I mean, I, which then maybe every time I go into the doctor being like, my stool has been. Oh, my whatever. God. I, mean, I don't know what you should call it or right. my shit oh, or whatever. So but funny. But, there, but it goes back to that. It's not like it's just like when they're kids, but when you get older and you're going to the doctor and you're, yeah. you know, you should feel confident about your body parts yeah. so that when you have problems with them yeah. as you go along in life, yeah. because it's not even a worst case scenario. Right. What if they have a sure. rash? Totally. What if or something hurts. Hurts. Yeah. You yeah. Need, they need to be able to describe it clearly, which right. is a very good point. Uh, Teresa, uh, thank you for making that. It, it's a. I will say this is a hard one because there, it, you, you, we always go with the like correct names, mm-hmm. but there are also times where we use the other. I know we use the jokey names. Yeah. So maybe it, maybe the best we can hope for is if you do a strong combination. Yeah, and. You're emphasizing the more legitimate terms. Yeah, like whenever you can. Yeah. And like, I think I find for me that like, it's just like being naked around them. The more I'm using the words, the less weird it is. Yeah. Like the more it's just like a con, like when, you know, when we're washing at night, like I say like, wash your balls, (laughs) like straight up. You know what I mean? Like. Was that the clinical term for them? Your testicles. You could say testicles, but I feel like everybody knows what balls are. I know. Balls, yes. But see, like, I guess that's where it comes in. Okay, that's a really good point you're right i'm but, totally no not no but that. what this call them whatever the no i know but i but like just, to me yeah uh because like i with katie bell yeah it's you know you need to make sure that you're cleaning your vagina yeah. like that kind of stuff yeah but balls yeah to me then feels like i'm having like a conversation at a bar with my like that's so funny three-year-old just because see but again yeah. that's where the, I mean, not that any of us want to be like at a bar, right? With with a grown man, you know, in our twenties, being like, "How are your testicles?" <laughs> there, you know what I mean? Like, it's not whatever it is. Well, the other thing is that vagina is not exactly correct either. Um, it's really vulva, right? Like, vagina is like one specific part, part of your vulva, right? So, like, actually, and I've heard people saying they're teaching their kids vulva, vulva? yeah. Mm. Which I feel like, okay. Like, I mean, it's just, it is, you're right. It's totally complicated. It's very complicated. But point being, you're not making a joke out of, oh, your little pee Like, you're not making it, yeah. like, silly or embarrassing. Right. Like, you're just, these yeah. are your parts. They're your parts. They're parts. This they is your elbows. Because they're, like, we're pointing to our elbows and yeah. being like, this is your bobo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, watch out. Yeah. This is your head. Yeah. Head, shoulders, knees, and penis. Yeah. Everybody, that's how it goes. <laughs> head, shoulders, head, knees, shoulders, knees, and penis, knees, and penis. Um, that's really funny. That song totally skips over all, all the big over stuff. the important head, stuff. shoulders, <laughs> nothing to see here. Knees and toes, knees and toes, eyes and ears and mouth and nose. Nothing is down here, down here. <laughs> Woo! It 
every Wednesday, 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 Maximum Fun presents Lady to Lady, a comedy podcast with Chess the Tower Marker, Brawl and Brandy Posey, and Barbara Mayday Gray. Listen as they throw down with comedy heavyweights like Aisha Tyler, Retta, Kate Flannery, and more. These ladies will make you laugh so hard you will literally explode. So go to MaximumFun.org or iTunes and download Lady to Lady before it's too late. Wait, where's the, where's the music? What happened? My throat hurts. I don't know what to do. Should we just get coffee? Okay. Hey, you know what it's time for? This week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Teresa? Yeah. Genius name. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God. That's fucking genius. Yeah, I have a great one. I was stuck in a car with my sleeping one and a half year old who desperately needed a nap and had just fallen asleep. Yeah. And my non sleeping three and a half year old who, and we were just, we were stuck waiting for my mom. And, my three and a half year old had to pee. Yeah. He had to pee. And I couldn't wake up Oscar. I couldn't, yeah. I, there was nothing I could do. And he really had to pee. He was like yeah. kicking his legs. So I couldn't wake up Oscar and I couldn't leave Oscar in the car, but I realized I had a water bottle. So I just dumped out the water and I passed it to wow. Simon. And he did an excellent Good job, job of peeing into the water bottle. Good job. And we got rid of the evidence. Boop, just out there, just driving down the freeway. Yep. Boop. Splash. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. Good problem solving. Thank you. Way to have litter in your car that you can use. Good job. Thank you. This past week, Ellis, let me use the clinical terms because of our show, passed some feces in the bathtub. Okay. And if those of you who are not clinical. That he- sounds so much grosser than just he pooped in the bathtub. <laughs> to me. To but me. It was definitely one of those. Me. And it was one of those situations in which I was looking away. And uh, then I hear him kind of go, hey, 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 make those kind of noises. And I look back and he's like, this is some new stuff in the tub. Look yeah. what I did. So, you know, got him out. Like, the pooping in the tub no longer phases me, two uh, kids in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is why they embedded Clorox wipes. Anyway, sure. so I get him out, get him down to bed, come back in to deal with the tub. And, I'm, you know, we, we don't have a, we have like one of these drains where you pull it up. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff can still oh, go down yeah. the drain. And I'm like... Uh, I don't want all this poop to go down the drain. Yeah. And so I'm trying to figure out, like, I don't want to also fish for poop no. in the water because it's already starting to break up pretty yeah. bad. I took one of Ellis's bath stack cups, you know, the little stacky cups that you can, mm-hmm. like, play with oh, in the yeah, bath. Yeah, and they yeah. always have, like, three or four holes or five holes on the bottom. Yep. It fit perfectly over the drain, <gasps> yes. everybody. So water still drained out, poop yes. collect. All the toys go in the dishwasher anyway. Right. Because my rule, if it's plastic, it can be washed. If it is anything other than plastic, it gets yeah. tossed. Goodbye. Sure. So that just worked. It was like a little hat. Amazing. All the poop. You guys are welcome. Good job. Thank you. So as you know, it's been a horrible, cold, disgusting winter in the Northeast, and my daughter loves to go outside and see animals, but we can't do anything fun, like go to the zoo, and she's never even been to the zoo, and she's (laughs) 17 months old because it's cold and grossed out. So we 
made our own zoo by taking a trip to the pet store and <laughs> it was cold and rainy and freezing rainy outside but we spent about two hours in the pet store looking at the fish and the cats for adoption <laughs> and the guinea pigs and the rats and the lizards and the gerbils and she <laughs> took all the dog treats off the shelf and followed around the real dogs in the store and tried to give them to those dogs and it was really cute and it occupied a lot of time yeah. on a gross weekend and we are totally doing that every day until we can go to the real zoo. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. Total genius. What a great job. Yeah. Really great idea. Katie Bell used to be around that age obsessed with the lobster tank at the store. So we used to just like go look at the lobsters at the grocery store. Good job. That was excellent. Yeah. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. I was letting Oscar walk around with his bottom half naked because I was hoping he would sit down and go pee on the potty because I kind of knew that he needed to go. And we have hardwood floors, and I walked out of the room, and I heard him slam down on Oof. the ground and with his head. And I came back, and he was screaming. And I came back in, and he had just, like, peed right there on the floor and then slipped in it. Like, he must have, like, been running through it or something. So I was just gone at the wrong time, and I just felt... I know, like, kids fall, whatever. But I just felt bad because I kind of knew it was coming. And I was, like, kind of, like, trying to do four things at once. Yeah. Kind of, like, not paying attention. And he's laying in his own urine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was... Yeah. 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 Totally covered in urine. But the main thing was the fall. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it sucked. That sucks. Yeah. I pulled out the bigger travel diaper bag to pack up to take to this wedding this weekend. I opened the main compartment, and I am hit with the most horrible smell. And clearly for two and a half months— a pee diaper oh. has been in it. Oh. And it... Like molding and... The smell yeah. was like a thousand cats had peed in the bag. It was so like a cr- like ass- oh, acidic God. and like so... Like, it, like the whole kitchen just immediately filled with the oh, smell. God. Like anything that had been left in there, like a coin, yeah. a bookmark, a yeah. receipt... All lipstick, yeah. all. I just took everything out to the garbage, got everything out, and I was like, "But this is a good diaper bag. Mm-hmm. I hope it's washable. I don't know." And I ran it through the wash, and then I let it air dry, and it got most of the smell out. Oh, good. But like, I still like throughout the whole weekend, yeah. I kept thinking that I smelled oh, God. the pee. It oh, was really God. just like when you just open it, yeah. you're like, "Sadness yeah. lives here yeah. in this bag." I am a single mother to an almost four-year-old, and I have one partner, and this is the era of technology. We sex. We send naughty pictures to each other. (laughs) The other day, I sent him a picture of my bare chest, you know, for fun. That's what we do on a daily basis. I am normally really good about deleting them right away. I didn't think anything of it. I don't really hand my child my phone very often but that morning she was really being cute and I wanted to take a selfie I open up my camera 
and I didn't know that the first thing I would look at is my bear chest. So my almost four-year-old says, oh, mommy, those are your boobs. They're so big. That's a lie. And then she proceeds to tap on my chest and say, oh, mommy, your boobs, they are getting so much bigger and bigger. So my mom's fail is I showed my daughter my son. Yep, I did. At least it wasn't the worst one. Uh, hey, I'm glad you're having a good time. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. Be- good, good for you. Yeah. Uh, two, good for calling it. I will say all the terminology in that yeah. call was pretty spot on. Yeah. And does serve as a reminder that whatever we're calling, you choose wisely what you call your parts. Yeah. Because one day your children will mock your parts and use that <laughs> word right back at you. So, you know, maybe it could have been more humiliating if your daughter was like, your titties or like whatever, you're something like ridiculous. Um, That said, you're a horrible mother for having a life outside of your children (laughs) on your phone. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. Teresa, yes. Today, let's call a dad. Cool. Yeah, I think that'll be pretty cool. I like dads. Yeah, dads are cool. (laughs) Today, we are calling Al Watts, who is an 11 year veteran stay at home dad to four children, ages 12 to 6. He is the president of the National At-Home Dad Network. Uh, He also recently released his first book uh, called Dad's Behaving Dadly, and he's about to come out with a second uh, book, uh, again, Dad's Behaving Dadly 2. We'll we'll give you more information on that. We are so excited to have you here, Al. Welcome to One Bad Mother. Oh, I can't wait to talk to you girls. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Al... Let's start with the question we ask everybody, which is, who lives in your house? Well, uh, myself, of course. Uh, I'm a 40-something-year-old uh, guy, and uh, we have uh, four children, ages uh, 12, 10, uh, 8, and now uh, 6. So it's girl, girl, boy, girl. So uh, my son is a house full of women. And, uh, <laughs> and my wife, of course, who... Um, who has been 29 for quite a number of years, <laughs> and um, she uh, she is the uh, uh, one who brings home the bacon, so to speak, um, works outside the home. And then we have two, we have three uh, goldfish um, <laughs> whose name I'm embarrassed to say that I do not remember what they are. <laughs> um, but uh, they do have they do have names. <laughs> yeah, you just keep adding a one, two, or three after each yeah. after each name. Um, <laughs> Well, that's that has a- to do with my four kids, you know. I, I just count to, anywhere I'm at. I just count to four. And as long as I have four people that are shorter than me, I'm good. <laughs> the goldfish are 100% on their own. <laughs> yeah, right. They are. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's first talk about, well, I want to shift into, uh, eventually, into some of the, I think, the experiences of dads and Congratulations, you're speaking for dads everywhere. Um, But first, I want to talk about the National Stay-at-Home Dads Network. And I would like uh, for you to tell us and our listeners a little bit about the network and its inception and uh, generally the work that you guys do. 
Yeah, you know, our organization goes back to uh, actually 1995, and um, the, the central parts of what we do is is we provide um, a place for camaraderie for dads who stay at home with their kids. And our our definition of stay at home dad is very broad. So it's basically if you're the primary caregiver of your children during the day, at least most of the days during the week, you know, we'll let you in, so to speak, to the club. <laughs> um, so there's um, and there's actually if you use that definition, there's roughly seven million stay at home dads. Uh, in the United States. And so um, there's, we provide that through local groups throughout the country. We also have several connected to in Canada. Uh, we have a national convention every year. Uh, this year will be Raleigh, North Carolina, September 26th and 27th. It'll be our 20th annual convention. And uh, we also are online, uh, like, like you, um, we had mentioned before, talked about before, uh, we have a private Facebook group for our dads, and uh, we also have a public page, too, that we right. we talk um, to, to um, you know, everybody. And uh, we try to advocate for involved fatherhood and to let the public know that, uh, you know, dads can take care of babies and actually like them. <laughs> um, you'd be surprised how many people don't think that's possible. So, you know, we, we do a lot of that. I mean, advocacy is a big part of what we do, but um, what our really main focus is is trying to help guys who are staying home with their kids not feel lonely, um, help them through the parenting challenges that they have. And we're able to do it uh, from a dad-to-dad type of um, perspective. A lot of our conversations are all dad-to-dad, dads helping each other out. Which is, which is great. Awesome. That's absolutely amazing. And we encourage right now and we'll continue to encourage throughout the show uh, and on our page for all of our dads who are listening to definitely reach out to this group and you know see if it's a group that you want to get involved in to find some support stay at home dads Mm -hmm. you hear the title women i think i think moms uh have really been fighting a long time to kind of get over the stigmas of either regardless of whatever their choice is after having kids, mm-hmm. no one talks about the dads. Uh, very rarely. And I, I, I remember talking with, we had a previous guest on, uh, Chris Routley, who is also involved in your organization. Um, and he's great. And But he was talking about being the primary caregiver at home for his kids and trying to join mom groups because that was really the only choice out there and not and being turned down repeatedly because, you know, people thought he oh, there must be a sinister reason for him wanting to join a mom group, or it just like wouldn't be the same with a the man s- there, right? Or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no way he could possibly be experiencing, you know, parenting the same way we are because I mean we've all seen the commercials. <laughs> you don't know how to do anything, dads. Um, so I, I guess what I'd like for you to do is. Tell us a little something we don't know about stay-at-home dads. Well, you know, I mean, uh, what, what uh, Chris had talked to you about uh, is is very true, and I think it's just a symptom of that that is changing, actually. You know, we just don't expect dads to be doing this role. And when they are doing this, you know, the, the mom groups, you know, they're like, well, what do we do, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I'll give you kind of a, a weird example, and I'll go into to something else, is that we also don't understand that, you know, there are moms that, like, work, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. my my wife uh, wants to get involved in a church group here in our local parish, but they all meet at, like, 10 o'clock in the morning. 
yeah. you know, yeah. um, on, during a weekday, you know, and like the men's group meets at 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning. That mm-hmm. is yeah. something, you know, I could go yeah. to, yes. but a working guy could go to, but the, yes. but there's no like 7 a.m., you know, for working moms. So she got, there's like none of these kinds of things that she can get involved in. It's a symptom of the fact that our, our culture still thinks that we live in 1950 where man works, woman stays home and, and takes care of children and bakes and man goes out and works and goes to the bar and then comes home. Right. That's not how the, that's not how our families work at all anymore. In fact, it's, the um, I think I can't remember the exact statistic, but it's somewhere around 30, only thirty or forty percent of families are that are that way that are married. <laughs> you know, yeah. and if you can't include ones that aren't married, I mean, it's, 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 you know, most of our families don't work that way. But to give you an example of what you're asking about, um, we just our society it just doesn't quite understand um, that dads. You know, we get it, and a perfect example of that. In my personal experiences, a few months ago, uh, I had to take my daughter to the dentist. And so um, they, they took her in to, to do the, the work on her teeth that she needed done. And uh, the assistant, you know, called me in and said, and uh, said, okay, well, I want to go over all the, the details about what's going to go on with your daughter, um, you know, because, you know, most dads, you know, they don't know what's going on. And I was kind of like, um, I know exactly what's going on. I, I know the procedure. I made the appointment. I'm here. Right. You know, and, and she was kind of like, oh, you know, because she assumes that, and maybe it's, maybe it's the case in, in, in her practice, but the mom, you know, does everything, knows everything, and dad, this is just one of those rare times when dad is, has the time to drop the kid off and he has no idea what's going on. Right. And that, and if, if I was a mom, you know, they would, she would never have gone through that because she would have assumed I already knew. But if my wife had been the one to drop her off, she would have been like, I don't know what's going on. My husband right. just said to take my daughter here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I have so, a list of I mean, notes from my husband that I'm supposed to ask you. What? <laughs> Please tell me. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that, it's just, I mean, our, our, you know, our perceptions of, of the way society is is not the way society actually is. And, you know, and I think okay, all, all right. I, can use it. I have to interrupt because I, I know sure. we touch on this a lot in the show when we have conversations with our guests. I am like you. I think our society, in terms of how it works, is past that. Clearly, that's not how our families work. Clearly, everybody is trying to make the best decisions for their family. Why have we not been able to catch up with what comes out of our mouth? You know what I mean? Like, why haven't we... What what's I mean, and I, I ask, and it, with the hopes that maybe as a result of the work that you guys do with the network, and I know you guys are involved in different studies and 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 talking, why are we not making this connection? It it makes so much sense. Well, first of all, we need books like mine to come out yeah. and to <laughs> right. be out there and, and uh, you know talk about what fathers are really experiencing. Uh, but you know, I think it's just the same. I mean, I think it's the same symptom of what happened when women started getting into the workplace in the, you know, 60s, 70s, and 80s. It took us a long time to recognize that, oh, yeah, you know, that woman can do more than just get coffee, you know. Right. She can, like, run the business, you know. I mean, there's nothing, you know, um, this is no incompa- in- incompatibility thing that she can't, there's nothing she can't mm. do. And we have the sa- we're in the same situation. Right. And so, like, when my, my kids grow up and, uh, you know, my daughter's married and my, my son marries, you know they're not gonna they're not gonna have the same kind of hangups that we have. It's just we just have, you know, kind of, you know, unfortunately we're old. <laughs> right, right, yeah. No, <laughs> so I, I'm we, the we, same we age as you. Our yeah. experiences were when we were children, and you know our children are are going to be totally different. And and I can tell you that people uh, that are younger and the younger generations, when they're taking a look at 
um, child care situations, they're not looking at it um, as a, a gender. You know, they're looking at it, and our study actually kind of proves this, is they're looking at who's the best qualified, who's the best, who's the most patient, who can handle the kids <laughs> better. That's the person who's, who's yeah. going to be the primary caregiver. That's not such a the, hopeful. That is that is a hopeful thing. Yeah, yeah that would be great. About, yeah. That would be really nice, everybody. Things are changing. Yes, wouldn't that be nice? Well, you mentioned something about the book, and I think this reflects on that as well. If you go in town, any parenting book aisle uh, in a bookstore or a library, uh, what you learn is that only white women. <laughs> know how to take care of children or a doctor or a male doctor. A male doctor who may or may not have children of his own. Uh, but, but he is also white. Dads may have some comedy books, and that's it. Like, you can make jokes right. about raising kids. You know, there aren't a lot of, like, genuine, these are the things that we're dealing with uh, as, as parents from the male perspective. Do you see that changing, given that you've already got a second book coming out on that? Or, you know, do you see... Uh, us as a society beginning to listen more to to dads? Uh, I think so. I really do. I mean, um, the Super Bowl is a yeah. perfect example. There were three ads that were were um, directed at dads in a emotional way. Yes. Not, uh, you know, you know, give your kid a high five, watch him ride a bike kind of way. You right. Know? Um, so, or, you know, give your kid a beer in <laughs> kind of way. So, I mean, that, that's that's a big, I mean, that's a huge change. And it's something that, that you know, our organization has been involved in and, and, ex, and experienced that change in, in our society, too, because those advertisements aren't going to come out if society is not starting to come along uh, with those ideas, to be frank. Um, but, you know, I, I definitely do. I mean, there actually are, and increasingly so, um, books about and for fathers you know, there's there's um, well, our book obviously is coming out um, in June, but there's another book by um, uh, CNN reporter Josh Les that's coming out on I believe May 12th. That's about uh, fatherhood and his experiences, and um, you know, there's 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 a whole host of other uh, friends of mine, uh, people that I know, colleagues and whatnot that have these kinds of books that are coming out, and I think it's a huge uh, sea change because you know what's what's really interesting about our book in particular is that when you when you read it you're going to be like, yeah, I, I experienced that same thing or something like that. I know how that guy feels. Right. And then you're going to be like, wait a minute, a guy feels that way? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most people don't think that, that guys are going to be able to emotionally express how they felt, you know, when um, their car was on fire and their child was inside or, um, you know, when uh, their their child woke up in the middle of the night and was puking all over the place, you know. Right. Um, so, you know, there, there's these things of things that we don't think that dads, uh, you know, they're, we think that these are things that either dads aren't going to cry or they're going to be tough, you know. I got my, I saved my kid. I'm the hero. Um, you're not going to realize that, you know, he sat in the car later and was crying his eyes out. Right. Or the dad who, um, you know, he gets puked on and he just hands it to the, to the wife and says, go take care of it. That's not how dads operate anymore. And, you know, books like ours and, and others, I think, are really changing the image of fatherhood to be what it really is, not what we think it is. One last thing I think I want to talk a little bit about and get your opinion and insight on is, uh, as you said, uh, the National Stay-at-Home Dad Network has a private group on Facebook. And One Bed Mother recently started a private uh, group on Facebook. And we have, One Bed Mother has always been pretty proud that we have a lot of male listeners, uh, a lot of people without kids 
listen in general. Um, and, you know, we'll be very strong with the, with the mom group as well. Go figure. Um, but basically, we try and encourage people to, this is your place to vent. This is a safe place, less judging, more laughing. Let's really support each other. And we know we've got a lot of dads in our Facebook private group, but we just never hear them chime in as much as we hear the moms chime in. Why aren't we hearing from the dads? Do you have any thoughts on this or how we can maybe encourage that more? Well, I do. I mean, you know, our organization has put together 20, uh, this will be our 20th convention, and so we've brought dads together and you know, in our book, too. I mean, we were able to get the first book, 67, and the second book, 72 stories from guys who, you know, were willing to have them printed and everybody in the world be able to read their tears and their joys and their um, their emotions. You know, I mean, that was a key thing in our book is we want you to share your emotions. It is not easy, and I'll tell you why. Um, you know, our society has made men believe that women are correct about parenting issues and men are not correct. Right. And so men feel like they are going to be judged by women um, through the things that they may say. And it is very difficult for that to, um, you know, to get to get that message through to make them understand that they're safe. Now, uh, you know, in our experience, what we do is we have a lot of small group discussions at our conventions. And we do have some women who do attend. Most of them are either researchers or reporters. And they're not allowed into those sessions because we want those guys to feel comfortable yeah. uh, talking amongst themselves, being able to say whatever they want to say. And I'll give you an analogy, because uh, when I was in college, I was involved in an organization called Men Against Rape and Sexism. And um, our belief was that men were the ones that were committing nearly all of the rape and sexism, and that men were then needed to be the solution to the problem. And so we had small group discussions among men only about these issues, which a lot of people, a lot of women in particular, were not happy about. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, guys need to know where they stand, and they need to be able to feel comfortable saying these things. Um, and they got to start with, um, you know, a place that they feel safe and that they, they can have some trust there. Um, the women that, that do come to our convention, you know, um, there's a, a couple of them in particular that, that we now feel comfortable letting them in, even into the inner circle and to, have, to be in those um, small group discussions because they have shown um, that they are very open-minded and they're not judgmental and they're very, very supportive, not only, you know, in private, but in, in public in, in what we do. And, you know, that's kind of where, you know, um, you know I would advise you to, to be is, you know, you have to be very careful because when a guy does finally get the courage up to, you know, say, you know, it's my wife who leaves the clothes on, <laughs> on the floor and she drives me crazy, um, the moms need to realize that they, they can't jump on him and say, right. well, you're mm-hmm. like the only one in the history of mankind mm-hmm. that right. has not left yeah. the socks on the floor. Yeah. Because it's totally not true, you know. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we have to understand that there, there certainly are some some things that are kind of tend to be gender-specific, but in general, most things are not. They're more uh, personality-driven, you know. And I think that when you're uh, having discussions, um, you know, in your in your group, that the more that you are non-judgmental of the other women that are there, mm-hmm. the dads are going to feel more comfortable, um, right. you know, mm-hmm. chiming in. We seem to not be able to allow 
dads the same right to make mistakes and to uh, have a hard time that we totally grant for women. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think I think actually dads are, dads are kind of fortunate because we don't have the we actually don't have the high standard that uh, you know yeah. moms have to deal with. You know, I mean, uh, kind of the stereotypical thing is you know now mom is supposed to. Uh, get the kids off to school, all dressed perfectly, and wearing matching clothes and everything, hair fixed and everything. <laughs> and then she's supposed to go to work for 12 hours. Then she's supposed to come home and make everybody a homemade meal from scratch. And she's supposed to uh, make cupcakes for Johnny in the morning, you know. <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and, and our job, even the stay-at-home dad is, oh, well, the kid made it through another day alive. You know? <laughs> so, you know, in that regard, we kind of are fortunate in, in that, you know, the expectations that we have are a little, little lower, but... You know, I, I I think that's ridiculous in in both re, you know circumstances. You know, I mean, our expectations need to be we need to love and be compassionate uh, with our children, and whether you're, no matter what your gender is, and we need to do whatever we can to take care of them financially, emotionally, you know, uh, and all those things. And so, you know, I mean, I think with 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 your group, what is the the, the good thing to do is, it, is is you're now conscious of it. You know, you may make mistakes, but you got to keep remembering that. Um, you know, to, to try to do your best not to be judgmental about, you know, what what a, a, a dad or a mom may say. I mean, yeah. one of the things that's so successful with our conventions in particular and our, our Facebook group in, in particular is that we don't judge anybody. Right. You know, we, we really, really strong about that. And, and my perfect example is that at one of my conventions a few years ago, there's this kid that literally looked like a kid, maybe 20, 22 years old as it looked like to me, walked in with this weird uh i mean he had tattoos all over him earrings in he had this this jacket that um had all these cartoon characters on it <laughs> and i was like this guy is in the wrong convention you know <laughs> but then he sat next to me at a small group discussion about infants that we were having and he, he was having the same problems with his baby as i was having with mine and it suddenly dawned on me that i was being judgmental. You're the jerk. You're being you're the jerk. Judge. Congratulations, I'm Alec. You're being, being the jerk. You're being the asshole. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and it was a great lesson for me because it yeah. realized that, you know, this guy, just because he's dressed differently than I would dress, doesn't mean he doesn't love his kid any less than I do. So, Well, I, I that good job. Uh, and I do wish, though, that our uh, takeaway about expectations had been that we could all just lower them. <laughs> Anyway. Let's just do that anyway. That's good. One bad, That's one bad mothering, lowering expectations every across day the across the board. Uh, well, Al, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to link everybody up to the National Stay at Home Dads Network and remind them about the convention coming up in September. Uh, we will also uh, link them up to information about Dads Behaving Dadly One and Two. Uh, do let us know when Two is officially out so we can we can push people that way. Um, thank you so much. And you know what? You were doing a really great job yeah you're doing it you're killing it you're nailing it <laughs> well my kids are still alive and i have four of them and, uh, and again you know, again i'm not going to say whether the same four that i started with right. I have four kids still. where is our expectation <laughs> set at the proper right. height <laughs> all right thank you so much for joining us thank Al. You. okay bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.
Hey, Max Fun listeners, I'm Dave Holmes, and if you've been missing my show, International Waters, then you've been missing this. Are chocolate chips a big thing in the in the UK? Like chocolate chip cookies? How behind do you think we are as a nation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God! Have you heard they've managed to distill <laughs> chocolate into small drops? <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, pretty big. Chocolate like, chips you... have made it to the UK. Because I don't like them. And... What? Right, and you are... So are you are... looking to move to a nation that doesn't... <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Okay. I'm just sick of being ridiculed. I've heard Serbia doesn't have chocolate chips. <laughs> so I can move there. International Waters, a panel show where US and UK comedians battle for pop culture supremacy. Subscribe right now on iTunes or at MaximumFun.org. All right, Al, and all right, Dads. Yeah. That he gets was, the two thumbs up from me. Gets the two thumbs up. He's doing a good job. Totally. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just one of those painfully obvious reminders that everybody yeah. is probably sharing the exact same experience that you're having. Yeah. Regardless of if they have a penis or a vagina. For all our listeners who just decided to join for the interview yeah. part of the show. In the meantime, let's listen to... A good old-fashioned mom having a breakdown. Mom rant. I have a teeny, teeny, tiny little rant. (laughs) It's not terrible. I am a single mother of two. My kids are five and seven. My daughter is a five-year-old. Both of my kids have been potty trained for a long time. My son was potty trained when he was like three and a half. A little slow, I guess, on the uptake from what I understand. My daughter was potty trained at two. I run my home like a well-oiled machine. We have the same routine when we get up, so I can go to work and be a nurse, and we come home, and they have certain babysitters. Life does not change. At some point in the last week, my children have decided that they no longer know how to wipe their own asses. So I'm getting shit-stained underwear in my laundry pile, and it's going to make me vomit. I clean up poop all day at work. It shouldn't bother me that I have poop in the kids' underwear when they're five and seven. But it does. I really, I, I provide you with baby wipes in case toilet paper doesn't get the job done. Please start wiping your ass. Thank you. <laughs> well, that just Amazing. ties up our show really on does. so many levels. She just says it all, doesn't She's, she? I will say, when I came upon this rant, I was like, are you in my house? <laughs> because my child was doing great. And on this very let's share everything personal about poor Katie Bell, I will just say that I understand where you're coming from, Mom. No. So what is your day job? You didn't say what it was. I think she said she was a nurse or was something. Was it? Was she a nurse? Did I hear it? I I... Don't, oh, nurse? Okay. Yeah. Well, you're right. Yeah. You don't. You nurse clean up shit all day. You shouldn't yeah, have to deal sucks. with it at home. It'd be cooler if she was like a zookeeper. I know, right? Like She's like shoveling poop and she has to come home and deal <laughs> with this. You can just let your kids go nude. All the time. Mm-hmm. Just say, then until... the poop would just get on your furniture. Oh, the Pope. Don't let him anywhere near your stuff. Uh, you're doing a great job. Yeah, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great Sorry job. Sorry about all the poop. One day, they're going to find it super uncomfortable. Right. And take care of it. Yes. You're old enough, kids. Um, you're doing a great job. Teresa. Yeah. I felt like we learned a lot. Yeah. On today's show. I think so. One, nude time. (laughs) Get nude around your kids while you still can. Actually, I think one of the... (laughs) One of the takeaways, I think, actually is... Teresa and I mentioned this briefly between uh, segments. 
to each other in the privacy of this booth. Uh-huh. Uh, and that was one of the pluses of, of making it, of like using the the, cl- the clinical terms, uh-huh. penis, vagina, and like uh, getting all the nudity out early, like mm-hmm. when they're babies and when they're toddlers and stuff, mm-hmm. is you are going to hit a window where it gets super weird and awkward. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be introducing the correct terminology yeah. then when they're totally going to tune you out. Like you don't want, if you've only called it their hoo-ha yeah. their whole life, and then they're like eight years old and you're like, it's your it's vagina. vagina. And they're like, yeah. gross, mom, I hate you. And like, slam the door on you or whatever. That's or dad. If, or dad. Maybe or, dad. or more awkward, you're like, it's your vagina. As the dad, and they're like, dad, you're so gross. And they like throw something at you. Don't talk to me. And then they run away. Yeah. Uh, just, just, I just assume that's what happens once but your kid better dates. than than never? Well, like yeah, if yes, somebody's yes. listening oh, yes. right now and their kids are like <laughs> nine, should they now start clinic with Luha forever? Okay, fair, good points, good points. <laughs> Just everybody start using the word vagina in a yeah. super awkward way. Yeah. in the most awkward of times. Bring it up a lot, especially when your kids <laughs> not asking you questions about it. Um, all right, guys, we I'm not sure we learned anything about that. Let's let's shift over to more important stuff. Dads. <laughs> are doing a great job. Sure. And they deserve the same less judging. Yeah. They, if not if not, dare I say more. They really we really need to make a safe place for these guys to talk about how much this sucks and how nobody gives a shit. Yeah. It is your right, yeah. dads, to be part of the group that no one cares about. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's so it's so unfair it is. to like assume that if a dad says this sucks so bad, for yeah. us to assume that that means they wish they didn't have kids and yeah. they don't love their kids. I mean, like, yes, come on, like afford them. Let's afford them like the same generosity yes. and yes. understanding that we afford ourselves. So we encourage dads who are on our Facebook group, private group. Everybody, there's a group and a page. Mm-hmm. We're the group. Uh, you had to click to become a member. Uh, join us on it. Join the conversation. We encourage all of our listeners to let them join the conversation. Yeah, and we, be open-minded you know, and be supportive. That's right. Our, if our group can do that with topics like breastfeeding and sleep, uh, sleep issues, stuff, all working, the biggies, all yeah. the biggies. We have really yeah. done a good job, everybody. Yes. We can do the same for our dads. So, I mean, like, Stefan's a member, and he didn't even chime in. I keep asking him to chime in. God damn it, Man, uh, mom up, Stefan. <laughs> Join the board. Steph, don't say anything about me. Um, <laughs> so, dads, you're all doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Finally... The big, big news. Mother's Day is coming up. Mm-hmm. And as a result, we are celebrating it with a day of meetups the day before Mother's Day. Because yes. we don't want to bust in on your your you time. Your you manicure, time. your yeah. flowers, and your shitty craft. <laughs> Whatever you're getting on Mother's Day, we don't want to mess with that. Yeah. But the day before Mother's Day, Saturday, May 9th. We're making it a day of meetups everywhere. So um, there's already meetups scheduled, I think, in like six or seven cities in the U.S. We've Mm -hmm. got them in Portland, Oregon, uh, 
Brooklyn, uh, duh, Austin, like, Houston. There's like a bunch of Twin yeah, Cities. Yeah, Twin Cities. Um, there's a bunch of them already scheduled. Um, I am adding them on a daily basis as I get more details. Um, they are being formed as we speak. But mm-hmm. so the place to go to get info on all of the meetups is maximumfun.org slash one bad mother's day. Ooh. That's maximumfun.org slash one bad mother's day. All the event. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All the event information is there um, for every single city. And again, check back regularly. If you don't see something that's near where you are, it might be added tomorrow. Yeah. And if you if you're not seeing something where you are. Check in on our Facebook group. There's a there's a couple of different threads going where people are connecting in their cities and getting things going. And I know a few groups of people have set up their own separate yep. groups for their lo- locale, locality. Well, sure. <laughs> Whatever. Wherever they are um, to sort of connect and figure out what timing works best for everybody. So you can connect with people there. You can check out MaximumFun.org slash One Bad Mother's Day. And it's going to be really fun, I think. For moms and dads. Yeah. So everybody join us. Yeah. And I'll be at the Brooklyn one, yep, by the way. Yeah, going to be the Brooklyn cares. one. So. <laughs> and I think Jesse will be there, too, and our kids. Eh, so. whatever. <laughs> well, I think that sounds amazing. Uh, Teresa? Yeah. You are doing a great job. Thank you. So are you. Thank you. We did it. We got up. We did a bunch of stuff. We got back to bed. And then we did it again. And then we did it again. You guys are all doing a really good job. You're killing it. Good job. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pablos, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, busting by, not low down mama. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.